Hello and welcome to Let's Enter the Arena. I'm your host, VM Campos, and this is a podcast where we talk with a member of the Magic the Gathering community and focus on Magic Arena. Well, everyone, by the time you hear this, the Early Access Streamer event has just happened. Thank you to Wizards of the Coast for uh, giving me a chance to be on that and to play with all of those amazing cards with Corsa 2021. So I've got a guest this week that also joined me on the Early Access event. Please welcome back, Wizard Oak. Hello. Thanks so much for um, coming back to the podcast. Yeah, so we just had the uh, Early Access event. Thanks to Wizards of the Coast for inviting us. And uh, I know I had a pretty good time on it. What about yourself? I have a pretty good time myself as well. Great. We have a lot of cards to talk about in uh, Corsa 2021. Uh, But before that, uh, can you give us a little bit of uh, where can we find you online, your streaming, your Twitter, social media, whatever you want? Well, I'm on Twitter, YouTube. So I, of course, sometimes make videos on uh, the card choices or even now I'm starting talking about the lore and the whole news about it mm-hmm. and of course i also on twitter i do play magic gatherings and even other games in my own time well that's great i will put all your links in the show notes so people can go check out your stuff and that's cool that you're segueing into a variety of things besides gameplay you're also saying you've also said you do um uh, news and all of that and there's plenty of news yeah. in the world of magic nowadays so uh hearing more perspectives is always good oh yes mm-hmm. so before going on to the main topic um one of the big topics outside of the world of magic is that there's a lot of stuff going on in the world and do you have any words of encouragement positive thoughts or personal recollections that you'd like to give about any of the big topics of the world at the moment well, so far, I always say, well, with the world that's going on, with the whole canoe fires, the Black Lives Matters, and mm-hmm. whatever is coming up these days, I always say, uh, keep calm and carry on, mm-hmm. and also support as you can. Yeah, I think that's very good advice. We all have the ability to contribute as much as possible, either through direct action, like being at a protest or contributing monetarily, perhaps, or through creating artwork. Sometimes people don't think about it that way in terms of, well, I want to help by creating something positive for people. Yeah. All right, so... Let's talk a little bit then of um, some magic. That's the big focus of this podcast. We're going to talk about Corset 2021. So many great cards to add to our decks in a variety of formats, standard, uh, historic, brawl, or even if you're going outside of arena, there's a world of, uh, outside of arena and you can make some great commander decks or pioneer decks, whatever. So we've got a few cards to talk about. What's uh, what's the first one that you want to share? Uh, okay, the first one is, of course, a Prime Walker, which everyone favorite, of course, uh, Sarah Framed uh, Classity, which, of course, I just love some of the stats of it. <laughs> It is, of course, it's a four generic and two red mana costs. And I just love some of the loyalty abilities of it. Like, uh, of course, the first one is obviously is like 
she will deal free damage to each Pokemon. So that's kind of great if you're playing her on Commander, mm-hmm. of course. But even though a good free damage is also is measly good also if you're against and so on solo. Yeah. Other is uh, you may cast a Red Instinct or Shortly from your grave. And of course, if a car, uh, if a spell put in the grave, exile instead. This is absolutely great for any uh, model Reds players out there. Like, mm-hmm. I just kind of like, holy crap, this is going to be awesome. This is going to be amazing on model Reds somehow. And even other is, of course, the big opponent that is uh, minus eight, mm-hmm. the last one. Uh, Discard your hand, then draw seven cards until end of turn. You may cast a spell on your hand without pay of any of the mana costs, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. For example, if you got like a bigger beast, I just discard and draw seven cards out of it, and you just want to cast it. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. I just like she's going to be probably one of the top favorite uh, praying walker out of this. Really amazing uh, core set of this year. Maybe the whole uh, core set of all, I believe. It feels like that, doesn't it? That this might be one of the best core sets ever with a lot of great reprints, a lot of great new yeah. cards, and a lot of great synergy cards. Yeah, I mean, after like looking at each pre-freeze, I cannot name them all, whatever, <laughs> but there's like over like, 300 of them. Yeah. I just like... Intensely love it. I mean, even of course, I love of course the now the hounds are now changed into dogs now. So yeah. if we have a hound dog, if you have a hound, it's going to be a dog now. Yeah. So yeah, but this year with the new corset is definitely well deserve a high praise of this year for any Magic Gathering players, even the new or the old as yeah. well. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that they need to do with corsets, and I think they've done it right here, in that there are cards for the new players, like you said, and then the the established players is a card for everyone. So this one that you picked here, uh, like you just said, all of these abilities are, are great. Even if you summon her right away, minus two right away, uh, you've got plenty of that starting loyalty of five to do the minus two right away to go do that instant or sorcery that you had previously used to get some advantage. But definitely the minus eight is the big splashy one where you get a whole new set of seven cards and you can cast one for free. And it shouldn't be too hard to get to that uh, to that minus eight because you're going to have some creatures to defend her. You're going to have some direct damage. So I think Chandra's Flames Catalyst is going to work really well. Yeah, but the most important is trying to defend from the man core itself, of course. Oh, yeah. That brand yeah. new manticore that uh, is a total planeswalker killer. Yeah, it's definitely to me, even though this doesn't say Death Touch or ever, but it is definitely a Death Touch card. <laughs> yes. Exactly. It doesn't have any... You you can do that ping ability without a tap, so as long as you've got the mana for it, you're slowly pinging and you're going to get death touch on that Planeswalker pretty fast. Yeah, I just... Even though it's not on my list of the top of the three, I just want to highlight it, but Mm -hmm. I just want to mention there. I think this is an example of... uh, 
players that have played for a while, this is an answer to a card that's been out a while. Planeswalkers have been around, that, that type of card has been around for a little over 10 years now. And the, the thing that's kind of cool about the game is that they think about these cards, these card types, these abilities, and then later on they print answers for them. They, they, they do the whole gamut of let's do cool stuff, but then let's do stuff against the cool stuff. And like Planeswalkers themselves, how do you answer a Planeswalker? Uh, now we've got that Master Core as an artifact, so any, it could go in any deck to help you deal with Planeswalkers. Yeah, that's also so amazing. I mean, even that's also will be superbly great on draft itself as mm -hmm. well, because you never know in case a player could have a Planeswalker on their draft deck mm -hmm. as well. So, yeah. Usually, usually if a person gets a Planeswalker at a draft, it's pretty game over because it's always hard to answer that sort of Planeswalker. But if they've got this Spark Hunter Masticore, yeah, only three mana. It's a 3-4. Even if there's no Planeswalkers on the opponent's side, a three mana for a 3-4 uh, is, still, is still pretty good. Oh, yeah. The card that I'm picking is um, a also a red card, but I've gone with Gadrak, the Crown Scourge. This is a legendary creature dragon for only three mana. We have a 5-4 flyer, a 5-4 dragon. So only three mana to get 5-4 and flying. The catch, however, is that it cannot attack unless you control four or more artifacts. So one way that I would like to build this deck is just put a lot of equipment into a deck, like low-cost equipment, so that then I can build up those four necessary artifacts and then equip them to Gadrak, and then there I, I'm attacking with a big old 5-4 with very little mana. I'm also able to create um, treasure tokens, which are artifacts, if my opponent's creatures die. So even though Gadrak cannot attack right away, it can still defend. And once I build up enough artifacts, I have a big attacking dragon, and I kind of like that about... Sometimes it's just about, like, a big creature um, to to go wreck your opponent. Yeah, uh, when, since you say that with the whole artifacts, it's almost like you could also probably put the food tokens into it as well. Yeah. Yeah, because food tokens are actually artifacts, so that's how they could help it out. Oh, that's a good idea. Then the deck could be red and green, because I know green also can do more food than red, possibly. But that's a good idea, putting food in there to feed the dragon to attack. Yep. I mean, I just like, oh, wait, I have a good idea. <laughs> and yeah, it's just like, yeah, it's just like, wait, huh, food is artifact, so that still counts. It's and even, of course, there are other artifacts that this doesn't have to be generic. There's also, mm -hmm. of course, Wed has their own artifacts, the Greens as well. Mm -hmm. So, of course, if you want to put the uh, Emmer the Cave into it as yeah. well. Or to be even funnier, uh, what is that one red artifact in Eldraine, like the ruby slippers oh. or silver slippers? You know, it'd be really funny to put a, a dainty little slipper on this dragon as well. And to have oh, your artifact count? I believe it's a glass slippers. Glass slippers, that sounds, or, yeah, I think or so. Or crystal slipper, I, or 
Whatever, I can't even remember now. Okay, I got. I, I looked it up right here. Yeah, it's Crystal Slipper. It's only one red and one more. It equips for only one. It gives a creature plus one in haste. So imagine that you've got Gadrak, and then slowly you're putting artifacts. Then the then the fourth artifact that you put down is the Crystal Slipper. You equip it right away for one. You give the Gadrak plus one and haste. And I just think it's really funny to have a big scary dragon attacking you with a little Crystal Slipper on one of its paws. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was my first card. Let's hear another one of your of your cards. Uh, one, is, of course, I want to probably bring this, probably this laughable movie quote from uh, Ghostbusters, that line. <laughs> uh, Dogs and cats are living together while <laughs> Artigan is happening. Yeah. So this is the card I'm going to mention, is Rim and... Uh, Sarah uh, Inseparable, which is a legendary creature that is a cat and a dog. Mm-hmm. And of course, it is cause one generic, one red, one green, one white. And this is like the most ridiculous card I ever read due to uh, the ability of it. Whenever you cast a dog spell, it will generate one green cat that is a 1 1 token. And same with the cat, but it will uh, create dogs, mm-hmm. but it's a white dog token. And mm-hmm. even, of course, once you have like a good number of them, you will use, of course, the mammoth ability that is, of course, if uh, it's a green, I mean, sorry, red, green, white, and tap, of course, this card will deal damage to any target that's equal to the number of dogs you have. Then, you will gain life equal to the number of cats you controlled. <laughs> cats and dogs working together. Yes. It is ridiculous. I mean, okay. I thought cats and dogs are meant to be enemies, but them <laughs> two are inseparable and they are teaming up. Yeah. This is the unholy alliance, people. Yes. Have you ha- have you heard the expression that sometimes, you know, uh, when people are married long enough, they start to look like each other. These two pets, they start, they're starting to look like each other. They both have those little perky ears and their expressions and everything. And, and they've been inseparable for so long. And they've even got their paws on each other in such a, like, a cute, loving way, like they've been a couple for a little while now. Oh, now I see it. Wow, uh, whoever is the artist of this, this is the artist's... Uh, can you see it? Leisha Hannigan. Lee, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is actually uh, spot on, what you say. I didn't realize that until <laughs> I just noticed. Yeah. Which, of course, now I get it. So there must be, like, lovers or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't want to talk about their kids. Exactly. They're going to have like, you know, cat tails plus dog ears and uh, they're going to be even stronger than, than their parents. Maybe we're going to see next their uh, their Planeswalker offspring. Oh, Lord. I don't know how that's going to work. Out. <laughs> and I, as I'm against it, it says, I don't know how this is going to work out. Like, it's going to be some weird hybrid. Who knows? Maybe it's in the next feature set or ever. Yes. When we return to Ikoria yeah so i like this card a lot as well it's um it's got three colors so that means you get the best of all of them in case you need to do direct damage you've got red 
In case you need to do ramp, you've got green. In case you want to gain life or do other, you know, creature lockdown and such, you've got white. So um, did you ever, um, in Northern Ireland, did they ever show the, 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 the cartoon Cat Dog on Nickelodeon? Yeah. I remember that old kid show that two... The cat and dog are busy now somehow like saying e trainer i can't yes. remember but i remember watching it before yeah and uh, now i kind of forgot the whole concept of it i don't remember watching very much of it either i just remember it was yes a cat and a dog joined together somehow and they've got their own personalities now i bring that up because that the name of that show was cat dog and so i think it is a flavor fail for wizards to have not put in that type line right there legendary creature cat dog i would have loved for them to have had it cat dog just like the tv show but nope they put dog cat you know maybe someone probably wanted to make an probably <laughs> make an alter art of it sin yeah you know exactly that would be gold probably like gonna be whatever yeah so now like you said earlier that dogs have be or that hounds have become dogs uh we've got we're getting some more uh dog uh dog focused cards so there's plenty of other cards in uh corset 21 that help like there's that one dog lord that gives all dogs plus one so if you have that one summoned as well as rin and sari then they both then this then this card rin and sari will be a five five thanks to that other dog lord I like how that one gives the plus one to the other dogs, but then also really protects itself and other dogs when it attacks, almost like indestructible when attacking. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, that's what I kind of like why I picked this. It's like, okay, it buff up the dogs, which is great, mm -hmm. but when it attacks, all combat damage to deal to any dogs you sent in it's busy will be indestructible basically but that's only if he sent in the dogs yeah so that's the most important mm -hmm. so does do what mr burns always say <laughs> setting the hounds even though there are dogs yes they're gonna go back to this uh they're gonna go back to those episodes of the simpsons and change it from him release the hounds into release the dogs just to an honor in, of magic yeah you know, spread the web of Disney in the future. <laughs> yes. What I like about this card as well is that it is not legendary, so that means you can put all four copies of Pack Leader into your deck, and then you're giving the dogs plus four, plus four. Yeah. And that's what I so amazing about it. Like, um, even, of course, uh, with, of course, but the cats and dogs is going to be... The most probably maybe the most talk about tribal deck right now mm -hmm. but we don't know how strong it's going to be it's like the most important of them all mm -hmm. so we don't know what how it's going to work but we know it's ridiculous on their abilities yeah and even though today's focus is corset 21 um the cards of the next set jumpstart have been revealed as well. And I saw a few dogs in there as well. I don't know if you've noticed any of the jumpstart spoilers and previews. Uh, sadly, I haven't checked it out yet. I was too busy mainly focused on the, the, of course, the trendy core. So yeah, if you wanna jump in on the whole jumpstart, that's okay. 
Well, let me just send you right here um, just a link here on our chat if you want to check that just to stay on topic of what we were saying about dogs. There's two more dogs yeah. coming out in uh, in Jumpstart, and we are going to get Jumpstart cards in Arena, which which I think that's pretty amazing. It's a whole it's like a double it's a whole new set of cards. It's sort of like vaguely a master set and all of that in that there's a bunch of reprints and new cards but there's some new dogs in there too the one that i like is uh the trusty retriever that's a four mana two three dog with some amazing art i, I like some of these arts that they make some of the dogs like realistic and like tough but then they make other art that looks a little bit more cartoony and fun and trusty retriever is i think one of those fun arts because you see a little dog running through the battlefield carrying a weapon so you get a two three when it enters the battlefield you choose either to put a plus one counter on itself or um return an artifact or enchantment from your graveyard to your hand so you get back something that you might have lost in the battlefield and even lastly the flavor text says wipe away the slobber and it's as good as new give or take a bite give or take a few bite marks that is some good quote there (laughs) um even though that is actually a better card as a dog uh able to like Return an artifact or enchantment from your graveyard is actually is really great mm-hmm. in my perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though it is, of course, is of course a free generic and one white, so that's like a four mana cost, but mm-hmm. it is definitely decent enough with the whole ability of it. Yeah, and you're right that, okay, four mana for two, three isn't amazing, but they stuck in two things. Either make itself stronger, either make itself into a three, four. If it's a three, four, four, four mana, that's still, that's better. Or if you don't need the, yeah. the plus ones, you can go bring back your your ember cleaver, whatever that went to the graveyard, or bring back your enchantment that was also uh, useful to you. So I think that trusty retriever uh, can do multiple things. Oh, yes. Uh, of course, even though I definitely, of course, uh, probably could put this in my uh, idea of, you know, cats and dogs tribe deck in the future, but it's only depends on, on, of course, you know, how strong it is all together. Mm-hmm. That's the great thing about getting an influx of so many new cards that it's a great time to start experimenting with new cards and strategies and even go back to our older decks and then add stuff to it. I, I don't know about you, but when I'm in Arena, I like to, I have a deck that I previously craft and then I like to clone it so that then I can leave a, an original copy and then with my new copy start to play with it and remove cards and add cards. Hmm. Uh, same with me as well. Sometimes I always like to go a little experiment with something. Yeah. So my next card over here is... Um, this one's kind of hard to pronounce, but I think it's pronounced Jolriel. Jolriel Monvuli Recluse. Let me send you the link there. It is very uh, hard to pronounce, but she's the... Um, she is a green human druid, only two mana, so very mana efficient. You get a one, two. So her one of her abilities is whenever you draw your second card each turn, you create a two, two green cat creature token. So if you're able to 
get more card draw in green and mono green or coupling green with something else like blue you're going to be drawing more cards and then you're going to be making cat creatures so speaking of cats with rin and sari what if we put joel real in there with rin and sari you're making even more cats and remember you can do rin and sari's ability to deal damage with dogs or gain life with cats so i like this uh this uh this legendary for that and then when you've got six mana until end of turn creatures all your creatures have base power and toughness of x where x is the number of cards so if you've got lots of cards in your hand your your little cats your little dogs can become big cats and big dogs with a lot of cards in your hand yeah that actually is great if you put the fault of it mm -hmm. even though i said when you draw a seven card it's almost like Hmm, how are you going to draw a second card with the whole cat thing? Well, yeah. cat and dogs. Mm -hmm. But the other, her mana ability is absolutely pretty amazing. Yeah. Of course, what you said with the tough power and toughness base would be like, God knows how many, like, probably with the amount of uh, cards in her hand, mm -hmm. is actually pretty amazing. Yeah. One possible idea that I was having is, okay, let's say you're making a brawl deck with this character. Um, so one of the, one of the like auto includes in green in a brawl deck is Guardian Project. That is the green enchantment that every time you cast a creature that has a unique name, you draw a card. So brawl is singleton. Brawl is everything of one you know, one one card only. So if you've got that enchantment, as soon as you're summoning any creature, that'll give you that second card draw after your first card draw of your of your turn. So that's a possibility. If you're putting her in a Rin and Seri deck where you've got red, there's a few cards in red. Um, there's a card, for example, like one red mana, give your creature haste and draw a card. You know, there's different little cards like that that give you one extra card to be able to power your Joel Real to make more cats. That is actually is amazing. Uh, with the way you put it there. Yeah, I think um, building around it, uh, there's just so many cards to choose from. There's like at any one point in standard, there's like over a thousand cards to work with. If you go to historic, there's even more. If you go to commander, there's even more pioneer modern. So there's so many pieces of this puzzle of magic to build cards that I think that's one of my favorite things about the game that there are just so many ways to put this together. Like when I was first looking at this card, Joel Real, I, th I thought also like, how are you going to draw more cards? If you're only mono green, um there might be some ways to do it but then if you put her in a multicolored deck there's other ways there too so more cats uh is more good Trey, you gotta like all those kittens <laughs> yes and we also we also have a another cat lord we have what's the name of that new green cat that makes your cats plus one um, let me see here. Oh, here it is. Feline Sovereign. So it's mono uh, yeah. green, three mana. It's a two, three. Other cats get plus one and have protection from dogs. So that's a little funny in that if you're making a Rin and Seri deck, they're all friends. But then the Feline Sovereign then does the classic, no, cats, cats have protection from dogs. And then when it uh, when any of your cat steals damage to a player, destroy one of their artifacts or enchantments. Oh, 
Well, with the way you put that, it's almost like you could want to make a deck that is cats and another deck is dogs, and you probably have your cats versus dogs match. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and if you think of that, yeah, the cats probably won if you put that feline in. <laughs> and it's also similar to Pack Leader in that it is not legendary, so you can put all four copies into one deck and you're giving all your kittens a plus one plus one that is true and even of course with the whenever you have one or more of course uh cats under your control deal combat damage to the player you can destroy their artifacts and enchantment they controlled mm -hmm. so that is amazing and it's gonna make sense because cats sometimes are known to break things <laughs> instead of dogs yes. like even the art represents that because then you have there that little cat and it's knocked over the goblet and it's doing in the art exactly what the ability of the card is doing. Yeah. It's almost like the the artist is trying to give us a message here. Always have issue with his cats. I really like it when the artists give these little extra things in their artwork that also coincide with the ability of the cards. True. So now let's reveal something to the listener. We are actually recording this before the early access event. I know earlier we had, we talked about it in the past tense, but in actuality, dear listener, we are recording this beforehand. So we're not actually, we have not actually done the early access event. So all of this that we're talking about right now is giving us ideas for the early access event. Uh, what do you think about that? Um, to, to, uh, craft some of these decks that now that we've been talking about it for the early access event uh or, like even though i got like tons and tons of uh reading on a lot of uh fury crafting of each decks it's definitely like hmm what is the best deck to pray well you know when it's raves uh on digitally soon but uh, it's like, it's almost like I want to experiment with cats and dogs here. I mean, it, I'm kind of a barking mad about it. <laughs> I am sorry for the bomb. Uh, part of my brain tells it, just say it, just say it, just, just say bark for God's sake. <laughs> yeah. Then let her probably say meow. I am barking mad right meow. Yeah. So I, I want to definitely craft and play with a lot of fun decks. The early access event uh, is a balance between people that want to play the latest cards and make the strongest decks, but there are also many people that simply want to play with the cards in a fun way. And that's what I try to do in our private Discord that we cannot talk about. But that's what I like to do in that private Discord about let's uh, connect with other people that want to do 1v1s, that want to do the direct challenge of fun decks. So I know that during the direct, uh, I know that during the early access event, I'm going to be crafting mostly. Uh, Corset 21 only decks. I really like to make those kinds of decks where it's just only cards from the new set. And so, yes, of course, if I added cards from all of Standard, it'll be a way better deck. But my joy from playing the Early Access event is to do 
uh, you know, that set only decks and fun decks and meme decks and tribal decks. And I hope other people as well in the event do so, so that uh, we can all try out the new cards. Yeah, I mean, that's the part of the, the word, the gathering all about. It's always about not just face each other, you're just having fun. <laughs> and that's the big gathering all about. Yeah, and especially in many parts of the world where we cannot physically gather, I, I really enjoy this, that yeah. we have this ability to gather with, you know, about a thousand other people that were um, that were selected by Wizards of the Coast to show off the new cards. Yep. All right, great. Any other cards or thoughts that uh, we could go on to with the new set? Well, I want to talk about the classic, and I hope I don't butcher her name. Asus Lost But Seeking. Mm -hmm. Of that big powerful uh, Wii print. Mm -hmm. It's a legendary creature that is a two, uh, two generic one green, him and monk, and of course, you may play two additional land on each of your turn, which is amazing. Mm hmm. I like her card a lot, although I think, I feel in general, green has been so strong recently. So much ramp, so much acceleration. We have Growth Spiral, we have Wilderness Reclamation, we have Uro. Um, here's more acceleration, but if people love playing big creatures, Azusa will definitely help you get to those big creatures. Yeah. I mean, that's what's most important of it. Yeah. And even, of course, I mean, it's no, uh, Lano, uh, oh, I can't remember that name of it. Uh, what do you call that elf? Lanawar elf? Yeah, that's it. Mm -hmm. I mean, some people kind of compare it to it. Even though that elf is kind of, you have to tap and whatsoever, but I kind of like the new one. The Lanador Fisner, isn't it? Yeah, is that the one that draws you a card and gives you the mana? Yeah, that's I actually like that big uh, that big fusion there. Mm -hmm. I believe it's a new deck, isn't it? A new card. I think so. I heard on someone else's podcast that they said, well, they've stapled two cards together, Land of War Elf plus something else, and then it gives you the mana and it gives you the card draw. Um, so I, th I think it's a brand new card combination. Yeah. And I just kind of like that one anyways. I mean, it's maybe like a, a free mana cost with two generic one green, but it's definitely a great card to play as a common. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely you want to put that on your draft if you're playing draft at all. Mm -hmm. Or even limit as well. Yeah, you're you're always, this is one of the big secrets to getting ahead of your opponent or getting in a better position than your opponent, which is more lands. So the more lands that you have versus your opponent, the more you can do. When you summon Azusa, it lets you play two additional lands. So at whatever turn that you're at, you can drop two more lands. So very powerful ability. Um, I like the art a lot, like the whole green aesthetic of it. The whole frame is green. She's got a green flower. The flowers behind her are green. She's got a green glow on her skin and hair. I just really feel this is a beautiful representation of a green card. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, even though this is an update art of the course of the old card, but I actually love this um, new one right now. Oh, I never saw the old one. I'm looking at it right now. And yeah, I like the new one better. Um, she looks much more peaceful and uh, powerful in magic in the older one. Hmm, the expression's a little odd there, I think, but I like also a lot of green action going on. And the new yeah, one I mean, is it nice. Makes sense on the bubbly as well. Yeah, she's very tranquil in the forests all amongst the trees that you're able to play faster than your opponent. Yep. Now, apparently this is one of these expensive cards that they don't print very often. I'm looking at some prices here. Uh, at the most expensive, uh, it's been at $53, but even the original Kamigawa printing is $34. Uh, so more reprints of these expensive cards i think is good because this game can definitely get expensive in paper i think we're spoiled when we play arena that you can uh pay gold virtual currency for your wild cards and such but i think reprints in real life are very important yeah i mean even though that's kind of like the same effect with uh grim uh Grim Tutor, which of course mm -hmm. I heard the original copy, it's had to cost over 300. Yeah. Was it so ridiculous? But now with the big, uh, we feel of it's being reprinted, it's had to cause a big, uh, price drop on it now. Exactly. That's one of those ones that has been like a mythical card that everyone wants, but it wasn't, it has not been printed for for decades and uh very expensive and so when they were starting to reveal the new cards this is the one that definitely i i felt like i i want that card i want to put this in my in my decks so that i can go tutor for for something amazing because nowadays we mostly get four mana tutors we got like um let's see uh diabolic tutor i believe in kaladesh a few years ago we got uh, another tutor. Uh, oh, we got Mastermind's Acquisition and Ixalan, but that was four mana. So it looks like most of the tutors nowadays are four mana. Or if they're lower than that, they have a downside, like Scheming Symmetry is one black mana. You can go search for your card, but your opponent also has to go search for one of their cards. So I'm glad to see a no-compromise tutor. You just lose three life, but that's not a big deal. Yeah. Now, which of the arts do you like best? There's two arts for the Grim Tutor. There's the one of blood dripping on a book, and there's another one with a book, you know, with even more blood. I probably like the one with the book with more blood. It's kind of makes sense on the concept because you're kind of losing life to it. Yes. But you're trying to get a bigger creature or a bigger powerful spell that will probably be like a big end game type of thing. Yeah, and for only three mana, you'll have enough mana left over for that other card that you summoned to start to end the game. So I definitely see how um, both... I like both these arts a lot, but definitely the full art one with the book standing up, I think that one is is very powerful. Who's the, who's the artist on that? Antonio Jose Manzanedo. So very cool art on that. What do you think in general about all the art in the recent magic sets? I actually love 
most of them actually um even i like some of the great details and some are really well sent some are just like about like old-ish mm-hmm. like it's almost like uh like example bass uh tamper with like uh Basically, of course, it's a goblin, but it's sort of like a very old art style way of its look. I mean, the color scheme is like definitely something back from the 90s or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I first played Magic back in the 90s, and I remember the old art. It was good art, but compared to nowadays, it's a little bit more naive. And I don't mean that negatively, of course, because all of the artists back then, they were good artists. It's just that at that time, that was the style. So nowadays, when we get much more of this like realistic style or perhaps a... um, computer computer colorized style you definitely see a difference when you look at some of the more classic art but i like it still i I like a variety of different art same uh well what i was gonna say the one i thought is probably the best is the fairy master of time the artwork of it also can i love it much more than any card of it let me pull that one up. Oh, yeah, that's... um, I like how he's so centered on the card art and looks like just very powerful and his glowing eyes and such. What do you think about the variety of alternate versions of the art? Because there's not just the main art, but there are many variations of it. Yeah, uh, it's definitely a hard choice on which one is the best. But it's just something uh, about the, of course, the big him in the center is kind of more powerful. And I kind of like the wee uh, circle in him. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but it's something, it's like him, ta- uh, what I mean, tame or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just like, it's a very, like, uh, techno, I will say, but it yeah. is magic after all. <laughs> yeah. With- yeah, it's just it's just the way it is. It's almost like something like you see already a science fiction, but it's really good somehow. Like really matched to the style of it. It is even though it's a uh, very realistic. It's almost a convinced like, is this computer generate or not? Mm-hmm. It's like really really well uh, designed to of it. Mm-hmm. I had not thought of it, but now that you mention it, that it's sort of like a techno or cyberpunk style. Yeah, I could definitely see that. That's that style of blue, neon, glowing and such. But if Teferi is the master of time, then I don't doubt that he's gone to the future of Dominaria, where everyone's now using computers. And probably find it, yeah, Magic is gone somehow. <laughs> everyone's forgot about it. Mm-hmm. It would be like that Disney film, Outward. I mean, onward, not outward. Is it outward or up? I can't remember now. It is a great movie too. Yes, I don't know if you are looking at the that Teferi card in Scryfall in the website Scryfall. Yeah. Okay, so if you hover over the various printings of it on the right side, if you hover over each one quickly, do you see the effect of like the 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 energy moving? Yes, uh, so you do. It's 
it is kind of makes sense because he is a very powerful mage. Yeah. So then in real life, if a person gets all of those different versions of the art, they can also flip it like a flip book and see, the, see it animating. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe they probably could do that with the upcoming Netflix uh, of uh, Magic of Gathering, which I keep hearing about. Oh yeah, there's that Netflix show that they announced several months ago, but I don't, I haven't heard anything new about it since the first announcements. What about yourself? Uh, never heard much, but only I heard like they're telling me make an animated series and a live action series, which is quite new. Assuming they probably make uh like live action is probably like the current storyline, and I assuming the animations is going to be like backstories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. we don't know yet until if there's any more word, because who knows. Mm-hmm. They uh, are probably still doing a lot behind the scenes. They're just not revealing too much until they have something to show. So we'll just keep our eyes out for the latest news on that. Speaking of latest news, did you hear? Uh, it's not a big deal for myself and maybe maybe for yourself, but they just um, tweeted earlier today that the that the Mac version of Arena is coming in uh, in a few days. Yeah, I mean, I'm actually happy with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is definitely good for any uh, Mac users, and even, of course, if you have any audience are using the Mac. Mm-hmm. It would be great for them to join in. Exactly. More people playing Magic, I think, is good. And uh, they've. Uh, I think it's been about two years now since there was the beta arena and then public arena. And so finally, they've got a Mac version for all of the people that have been wanting to play it. So uh, I guess next is mobile. They're going to put that on mobile, too, and then have even more people playing. Yeah. Well, Wizard Oak, as we wind down, any final thoughts on anything at all? Um, I forgot to ask you, um, did you, um, what did you think in general about Ikoria? We, we didn't, I didn't have you on the podcast when Ikoria was out, and now the new cool set, of course, is Corsa 21, but like maybe some final quick thoughts on Ikoria. So far, after playing Ikoria cards, um, I actually enjoy some of the cards. Uh, it is a good set. I'm not saying it's bad, but it's mm-hmm. just good. But even though I just kind of like, I want to get all those uh, Gosella's Ultra uh, Arts because mm-hmm. I just love, love Gosella and I just kind of love the after announcement of, you know, Gosella is kind of causing over to Magic the Gathering. Mm-hmm. And I was amazed over it. But yet again, there are some ridiculously powerful cards, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, probably say, Wendato, which is, of course, her ability. Uh, every time I have a non human creature attack, mm-hmm. You may search, well, you may look top of your uh, four cards and put a human in the battlefield and be, you know, instructable and haste. Mm-hmm. Which I actually love it. Other ones I also love uh, the 
what he got the heartless act with his yeah. amazing card. That's mm -hmm. like a best destroyed uh, card ever. Mm -hmm. And even though it's also can we move counters as well, which is also great. That mm -hmm. I just kind of like, okay, that one's actually the best uh, instinct uh, spell out there on that set. Yeah, that's the one that people are saying is the better Doomblade. For a long time, Doomblade was the standard for instant removal at two mana. Doomblade, however, would not affect a black creature. This one can affect any creature for two mana. The downside, of course, is that if it's got counters, it won't kill it. It'll just remove the counters. But that's similar to when there was, back in Ixalan, there was the two black mana Walk the Plank. In Ixalan... Walk the Plank was not as good because it said destroy any non-Merfolk creature. And Ixalan was full of Merfolk, so it wasn't that great. But I've then played with Walk the Plank in other sets, other formats, and it's great. It's just a two-mana kill a creature if there's, unless it's a Merfolk. And outside of Ixalan, you don't see a lot of Merfolk oftentimes. With um, Heartless Act, well, in Ikoria, you're going to see a lot of uh, creatures with counters. That was a big part of, of Ikoria. But outside of Ikoria, it's just a two-mana kill any creature, even their most powerful one that they spent so much mana to summon. Yeah. I mean, even though, like I said, Ikoria is, is just a good set. I'm not saying it's the best set of this year, but I say the best set of the year is definitely, so far, is uh, M21 this year. Mm -hmm. It's just uh, something about this core set is definitely nail the right stuff for both new and old, which I'm happy about. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. I can't wait to get a few cards in real life and hopefully get a full art foil grin tutor for my deck. And even a hope I would uh, uh, gathering with my friends once everything is eased down, which is yes. the most important of them all. Yes, same this, here. Yeah, even though this kind of still sucks with the whole pandemic. Yeah. Just that, yeah, but we're still holding strong, that's the main point. Exactly. If we look back on history, there have been many challenges throughout history, and we are living through our own challenge, and I think if people take it seriously and and be empathetic and open-minded, I think we'll get through this as well and be stronger on the other side of it. Yep. That's uh, like the most important all of this historic moment. Mm -hmm. Well, historic year, I meant to say. <laughs> yes. Well, let's uh, tell the people one more time where we can find you online and get you a little traffic. Uh, well, you can find me on Twitter as Wizard Oak, as I am called, and even on YouTube as well. Thank you so much. People can find me on uh, Twitter as VM Campos, on uh, my Patreon. I've got some fun rewards there. I'm on Twitch as well as VM Campos, and on YouTube, however, I am VM Campos JR. People have to put that JR there because VM Campos was taken. Or just search VM Campos, you'll find me there easily. So, thank you so much, Wizard Oak, for being on the podcast again. You're welcome. 
This has been VM Campos, and I'll see you in the arena.